0: car Hollywood!
2: Hey, behaves. Oh, man. Woo! Live from live from
0: uh, Colin Cowherd Studios. I'm, I'm back in the hood, guy. Back in the hotel. You fly, into the, you fly into the studio, and when you're not from L.A., and it was the first time I've ever been on a studio, and you see where they shoot, like, How I Met Your Mother, and just, you know, because Goulet are... Former colleague that's now with Colin Coward was like, "Yeah, that's that's New York right there." So anytime you need to film something in New York, the studio has just like like three blocks of New York mapped out. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's like surreal seeing it. You know, it's like you feel like a little kid almost. Like, well, this is
2: so is every New York scene shot in the of any show shot in the same like three blocks of New York?
0: Yeah, from Fox, and they one of the guys on the staff showed me like Bruno Mars, like one of his videos a couple years ago was done right in front of it, uh, and yeah, just you re- kind of recognize it when you see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just it's kind of it's just you know it's just it's a different world, you know. If you don't every what's crazy about the studio, and again I didn't see really anything going on. Is like everyone consumes television, right? We all kind of know how it's made. We've all seen specials and shit and just – but when you see it, it's kind of surreal. It's like the first time – for us now, you're kind of just numb to it. But like the first time you see a really, really famous athlete, you kind of stop in your tracks if you're a big sports fan. No matter what team or whoever. First time you ever see a super famous guy – hell, it doesn't he have to be super I, – I vividly remember the first time I ever met Spud Webb. I just kind of froze. Or Chris Webber when I was in like the end of junior high. Same deal with, like, I'm just taking pictures. I felt like a little fan. I felt like the little kid the first time at Disneyland. But it's really not not even that cool. It's just a fucking building, a fake building.
2: I was uh, getting a haircut the other day, and Joe Montana walked into the uh, barbershop. Yeah. And you should have seen the other guy who was just sitting there, like, looking at a magazine when Joe Montana came in and sat down. And I didn't look over right away, but all I heard was, hey, uh, what's up, Joe? (laughs)
0: <laughs> did well, the guy so, know he was coming in
2: no he was just a guy sitting there i knew he was coming in because one of the barbers had told the other barber that he was coming in and i was like play cool uh but i just love that guy joe montana go to the same barber i didn't know that i found that out
0: has joe been a did you ask him, like he been a loyal customer of his for a while uh
2: it was a woman and uh i didn't i didn't no, i didn't ask too many questions but it's the way she was, seemed like it seemed like joe's a regular low key well, by the way john not not a high-end salon just a good kind of solid hair really good i mean i got a great haircut there but i can't release the name john we don't us clients we don't like to do that
0: what was joe getting
2: i don't know i left before he was in the chair
0: what was he wearing Normal just like the
2: same stuff he wears in that commercial where he throws a football through the mirror just like, yeah, casual. like je- yeah jeans and like a golf pullover super casual like like the guy he's just having a beer with the guy like hey what's up man he was super cool he
0: he's a uh he's a cool customer
2: uh but enough about that middle let's tell the people this podcast is
0: brought to you by a couple sponsors yeah where do you want to go my books we'll and by ease yeah start with ease.com promo code ham you get twenty dollars off your first purchase over fifty dollars you get a free delivery guy they're all over they just entered uh oh the orange county down where i am you telling everybody Up, down there at the cowherd show about the hey, ham pod <laughs> yeah promo code ham co- co- Colin's like, "What's that new sponsor you got?" I was like, uh, the, the cannabis one." Yeah, <laughs> cannabis is legal. Colin, tell your uh, tell yeah. your kids. If you don't mind, I'll just put this banner right up here behind you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ease.com promo code Ham edibles pre rolls vapes. They're all over California. Just entered Portland, guy. Uh, we got people DMing us left and right on Instagram, taking pictures of yeah. their uh, of their new purchases. Yep,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: E a z e
2: be 21 or over you get verified online in minutes browse the big selection delivered to you in minutes you don't just get verified in minutes it gets delivered to you in minutes because Ease is the best delivery platform to get the best legal licensed fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in california uh promo code ham 20 bucks off your first delivery so if you're already a, a ease subscriber that's awesome or a user Ease user but share share it tell your friends uh i was just in a neighbor's apartment the other day and i noticed he had some paraphernalia i said hey
1: <laughs> while i'm here
2: let me tell you about ease.com promo code Ham."
0: so uh was he a, was he an ease user or was he using another uh
2: i don't i i he, he's not a uh he was not a, a delivery he just had he was just getting it from somebody you know what gotcha I mean? so I welcome to 2019 dude you don't have to live like this anymore
0: Time to get with the times, guy. Time, tell them to get with the times. Ease.com, promo code ham. Yep.
2: Uh, and this podcast is brought to you by
0: MyBookie. Perfect time, middle cough. Brackets or here we go. They back, baby. MyBookie.ag. Have you been, uh, I, I sat down, I got back to the hotel about noon. I look up, the TV's in the hotel. I got Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. I was like, conference tournaments are starting. And th- this is always a great week. Would you rather sit at your desk or call out and sick binge the NCAA tournament. Guy, they're right around the corner. Uh, and why not bet this week? I mean, we got coming up, if you're listening to this, St. Saint, Saint Mary's plays Gonzaga. I watched a little Gonzaga last night. Jeez, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> they well, are. they ended
2: up with Pepperdine, who
0: beat USF, so they dodged a little, not dodged a
2: bullet, but yeah. But they beat Pepper, everybody by I, 30. John they,
0: sneaky, not that terrible.
2: John, they're winning their league by 30. Uh, I think I'm between them and, I'm, I'm now, if Zion plays, I think I'm picking Duke to win the tournament. Uh, and it does seem like he might, by the time this podcast is out, we might know that he's playing in, in the ACC tournament. But Coach K
0: said he's coming back, right?
2: Yeah. I've got four, well, I've got like three teams that I like to win it. Gonzaga, Virginia,
0: and Duke. If yeah, Virginia, Virginia lost in the first round last year.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think they're going to be, I don't think people are going to pick them as much as they should. Virginia's Okay, well,
0: how about this? I just went to mybookie.ag, typed in, uh, uh, typed in my little password here. It got a dollar forty-three in there. Last time I was gambling, it didn't go that well. Got to put in a little more cash. Let's. I'm just gonna look at some odds. Right. Now, how about this guy? Hmm. Forty to one to win the national championship. Nevada. Can they hang with the bigger teams? or too small.
2: Um, yeah, I think they but can hang. I don't. What want are they, to they gonna be? The a national two seat? Um, three seat. See what happens in their tournament here. If they win
0: it, what do you think? Two or three? Probably three.
2: Yeah, I don't think it too. I haven't checked Jerry Palm last couple. Okay,
0: we on that, we but. we got we got Duke plus two forty, which looks like the best. Gonzaga's six to one. Uh, Kansas, I've watched them a couple times this season. It kind of feels like they had a bunch of injuries or something, but they still won the division. They're forty to one. I've watched North Carolina. Now, granted, it was without Zion. They look fucking pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Virginia's got the third best odds here, eight to one. What or about Oregon? 250-1. to one. Doesn't feel good. Got to win uh, four games in the Pac-12 tournament first. What about this team, guy? Joe Lenardi has Nevada as a six seat, by the way. How's that possible? Haven't they been like a top eight yeah, team all season? I don't think they really... What about what about Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee's a team people like. What about UCLA? Probably not getting in. Well, got to win four games this week. Uh, LSU's. Coach refused to meet with administrators and is now on leave. Probably well, as not a an,
2: good bet. As, as advised by his lawyer. I did say uh, that Alex Bregman tweeted free will Wade. So there's
0: that. Is, he, is Alex Bregman a LSU guy? He's a tiger. Uh, what about Ty- Va- Tyron what about Matthew? About Va- retweeted it. You, are you a big Buzz Williams guy? Because I am.
2: I'm a big Buzz Williams guy. I'm not a big Votech to win
0: the Natty guy. I'm not either. Well, guy, the yeah. payouts are fast. Best part is easy to do bets. Sign in our pr- we used to have promo codes with Ben Ham. You got to add a one now. It's numeral promo code Ham numeral one. Just Ham H A M number one. Ham, Ham one. Ham numeral one. Got it. Okay. That
2: is my uh, that is my bookie dot a g. All right, Middlecoff. You know it's been a while since we've done football free for all.
0: Mhm. Did we
2: have a song for it? Like, did Derek Papa make a football free for all song? Yeah, probably. It is a football free-for-all. I don't know. I just made that one up. Yeah, I don't don't think it was that. No, I just made that one up. That's the new one. Uh, Football free-for-all. It is a football free-for-all. Okay. Uh, Russell's been fined $25,000. Russell Westbrook. And the fan has been banned for life. Going to have to go become a Knicks fan. Uh, where, Where do you want to start, Middlecoff? Biggest... Free agency headline to you is what? Uh Fulls money? Deshaun going back to Philly. C. I would say Mosley
0: that, going to the Jets. Yeah, to me it's just Le'Veon Bell held out for the season, and as we're recording this, is still unsigned. That's pretty nuts. Because again, everyone that was a free agent, it'd be one thing, well, this period is taking guys a while. All the good players signed fucking boom, 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 Trent Brown. Trey Flowers, boom, boom. Like, the the, the third-tier NBA guys have been signing twice. today. Boom,
2: sign with the Jets. Boom, sign with the Vikings.
0: Yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, Danny Amendola didn't last that long. Adam Humphreys. As I got a text from a buddy in the league. Like, what are the Buffalo Bills doing? They signed Cole Beasley to $30 million. They're like, your quarterback's not accurate, so you sign, sign a short guy that doesn't have a great catching radius? That doesn't quite make sense. I get he's a high-character hard worker. I don't know if he's a great fit. You know, I, I I think what's or are the Packers or I mean, excuse me, not the Packers, but uh, the Chiefs going to trade D Ford? I, I'd be shocked. Uh, the Odell drama, because to me, I mean, did you see the picture of Bel. Did I send you the picture of Belichick? You probably saw it on the on the beach, half oh, naked. I, I saw it. Is he? Is that from this weekend or is that right now? Because if he's on the beach right now, that is a royal fuck you to the NFL. Oh, like, yeah. I I'm don't know when the photo was. I'm be. so much better than you. I will go on vacation. Listen, I, even if you're not active in free agency, it's a very busy week. Just being hit the phone. Because you never know what could happen. Because what if all of a sudden – I remember when we signed Namdi, it was kind of last minute. Like, you know, I want – you can get me for this instead of this. You never know if Le'Veon Bell's like, yeah, I'll end up taking – Two years, $20 million. You just never know. You just got to be ready. Belichick's swimming in who knows where with Cougar Linda. I mean, that's pretty nuts. Like he, he has so much equity now, more equity than probably any coach will ever experience. Two really, really good players. They get a little overpaid. Yeah, guys get overpaid in free agency. Both got signed by other teams, and it wasn't weird at all. It was like, oh, Belichick probably just won that transaction. It's pretty nuts that everyone kind of thinks like, yeah, I don't know if I'd sign Belichick's guy, right? But but no one disputes like, no one says Trent Brown sucks or Trey Flowers isn't good. Both are viewed as really good players, maybe not you know Pro Bowl guys, but just really good players. And Belichick let him walk, and it's not only not weird, it feels normal. Feels like the right. Oh yeah, of course he did. How does
2: he do that? I I don't get it, but he well because Johnny's won almost every Super Bowl of the last. You know, 15, 20 years. That's
0: how. It's wild. Because all these teams, and if you're a Jets fan, a Raider fan, a whoever fan, you're excited to get a guy here, a guy there. It's just like, oh, I got a new player. Belichick just lets guys – he drafted Trey Flowers. I, I get Trent Brown. Most Patriot fans be like, yeah, he's going to be around no matter what. So they, they had probably, you know, understood what was coming. But Trey Flowers, like, your guy. But he only picks one or two guys – kind of a a cycle right he picked Devin and hightower we're kind of two of hit guys he drafts that he likes he's going to keep he doesn't do that with three or four like trey flowers because i always felt like bell liked trey flowers 17 million dollars for trey flowers guys that's crazy uh
2: I'll, I'll i'll answer the i'll tell you this one i don't think it's the biggest move but the one that knocked me back initially was deshaun getting traded back to philly it goes well, to show like chip, you know, like obviously how we liked them chip. We know why Deshaun left, but now Deshaun's back. It, like that's a pretty good fit. You know, we've been talking about golden Tate. Would he stay? But uh, even if he's not the same guy, that one just fired me up a little bit. Deshaun back to the Eagles.
0: Yeah. And I was texting with a buddy in the league. He's like, cause I said, can Deshaun really still play? Because he had some moments this year, he's like, "Yeah, he can still really run." And that's all they really need is a threat. If you think about the last two years, traded for Torrey Smith, and then last year signed Mike Wallace. Like you need that guy in an offense where your two where your two star receivers are. Alshon's a power forward running small, you know, shorter routes, and Ertz is just working over the middle. So you got Deshaun barreling down the sideline. He he runs like two routes, a go and a post, and he kind of likes it, and it's kind of right and wrong. They get, they got him for nothing, guy. I think what they swap a six and a seventh or something. Well, it's like he's gonna get a, cut. Uh, that, that's pretty. How about they just getting Malik Jackson for yeah. not that much money? I is Howie Howie's best attribute now is that him and Doug and just the way their teams built, they're never like fishing for a lot of things. They just need a couple individual fillers. And he's the most aggressive. Like, if Bill's the least aggressive, and Bill's not the least aggressive, but, you know, just when it comes to, like, he just, he ain't even going to fuck with the first couple days. How he's going full speed ahead. And now what makes him so dangerous is he's not casting a wide net. It was like, we'll take Deshaun. We just need one pass-rushing defensive tackle that perfectly fits the scheme. We'll get Malik, and that's it. Right. And we'll re-sign Brandon Graham. Like, the Eagles are a really high-level organization right now. They, They were for a long time under Andy. Then the thing with Chip kind of derailed them, and now it just feels like they're kind of rolling again. Now there is – and, like, look, we didn't disagree, but a lot of people were talking, you know, did Foles, they do the right thing, whatever. He's He got – they they kind of did him a solid slash. It wasn't possible to keep him. It, it worked out for both. But it's like, you know, their guy, their backup, that is the best backup probably in NFL history, just got $50 million. Like I, in recent memory of any player that signed, because usually when free agents sign, they get a ton of money, and it's like, okay, you got a lot of money. You just kind of felt good for Nick Foles. Like, you know what? just—is he ever going to deserve that much? But he, but he earned it, you know? You get a Super Bowl MVP, and then you make another playoff run. It's like, you know? I like guess Jimmy is Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr at $70 million, Are they ever winning playoff games? It's a
2: good question. I think two things about that deal. One, I think the thing now for Foles, the first thing he needs to do to air quotes earn that money is just play 16 games. I mean, John, it's crazy. When you go look at his career, he's never been that. He's never just gone like, I'm the start of week one, I'm the start of week 16. Like, that's the, the years he's had are why He's never played
0: 16 games in a season?
2: Well, I don't know. Look it up right now. I don't know if he's ever played 16 games, but there's never, like, in the years that we're talking about, we're. We talk about last year, that was not a 16 game season. No. We talk about the Super Bowl sure, year, no. that was not a 16 game season. And we talk about the year uh, that he was almost an MVP candidate, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Well, Michael Vick started like the first five weeks of that season. So that was not a 16 game season.
0: You're saying the season that he lit up the Raiders, that way he yeah. wasn't starting Michael in the game season? Michael
2: Vick was the starter for the first like month and a half. I don't, do you have the. You know,
0: you know, yeah, you know the most games he's ever started in a season?
2: Uh, t- uh, probably that year, 10, 11.
0: That year what year was the yet yeah, the most games he's ever started in a season was 10, uh, 11
2: okay so in,
0: in 15 with the Rams.
2: like to me part of this thing is people are like is he going to make them a super bowl contender like if in two years we look back and nick Foles has started 60 games for the jags then my guess is that that's going to look like an okay contract
0: guy the last three seasons he started a total of nine games it,
2: john it's wild right <laughs> So, like, that to me, it's not about for Nick Foles, like, winning divisions. The first step is, like, if in two years he started 60 games for the Jags, I bet on on the balance he's been fine. Here's my second thought on that deal. I do give the Jags some credit. Because I don't know if they had to pay Nick Foles that much money. Uh, because we've talked about this. Like, how big was the market for him, right?
0: Well, what other teams were interested, do you think?
2: Yeah, like, were the Giants, were the Dolphins, were... Well, like does he
0: does he sign a three- year 65 million dollar deal with 35 guaranteed or 30 guaranteed like was someone offering him that see I think what this comes down to
2: is like the Jags know they have him because he didn't get franchised by the Eagles right if it was just about like I gotta get the most money, uh, like my point being, like I think the Jags had to know part of the reason we're paying this price is because Nick had to know he's getting this price in order to tell the, the Eagles, I will not let you tag me. Like, I won't let you tag me and then trade me, right? Because here's what Nick Foles, we know, had if he wanted it. He had $23 million if he wanted it. Because they would have been able to trade him on the tag, I think, if he wasn't going to if he was willing to play Oh, on you're the tag. saying
0: – yeah, I, I, I got it. So if saying. he
2: was willing to play on the tag, they would have been able to trade him on the tag. Because I think somebody would have said, like the Jags, like, okay, we'll give it a shot at $23 million for a year, whatever that number was. It's not as big of an investment. My point is the Jags are going, all right, like we're going to treat this guy like we think he's our quarterback for the next four years. And we're not going to try and get him on like a deal, quote-unquote. So I, I give them credit because I don't know if they had to do that. But I think part of their attitude was like, well, if we're going to bring him in here to be our quarterback, then we should treat him like our quarterback.
0: Yeah, and and I I think the Jags were clearly in desperation mode for a grown-up, for just someone at that that position that carries themselves like a grown-up. Because clearly Bortles' immaturity, lack of talent, lack of respect from his teammates, you know, just players are like, what the fuck's this guy's deal? And, pa- I mean, part of that is just not being good. Uh, so, Falls has to be credible on, once he gets on the field. But he has pelts on the wall. Like, we've all, even the players on the Jaguars, like, football players watched playoff football. Those guys were at home watching him beat the Bears, you know, with their buddies or their family or whatever. And that's, to me, that's worth a lot. Like, I, I'm not that into overpaying. Like let's say Trey Flowers for the Detroit Lions is a twelve million dollar player, but Matt Patricia goes. He knows exactly what I'm looking for because he knows the uh, you know the program that we run. That's I'll overpay for that to have a guy. Well, is Trey Flowers going to even be the best player on their team? So when Patricia's leaning on him, like at the end of the day, that's your quarterback. Right, you know, right? So you can lean. That's worth something to you because I think they were. They tried to right a wrong in the in the contract they gave Bortles last year. That really fucked him because it sent the wrong message to the locker room. He was so terrible this year. It just feels like he's just kind of lazy, and you're just getting one of the higher level guys in the league. Now, my, my thing is, is how good is Foles? I, I don't know. Right. Uh, I also think it's isn't it kind of unique when he had the most success in that Super Bowl run? The guy that was sitting with him in a quarterback room like they should be on the same page of what to run. They do have a pretty unique relationship, him and John D Filippo. Yeah. You know, the cousins thing was kind of forced with him. This guy, just knowing personally, he not only likes Nick, but I, I he believes in him. Now he's seen it firsthand, but he believed in him just being around him every day. I think he might tell you that he's probably easier to deal with than Carson, you know? He's a, he's a coach's dream. Look and look at the coaches that like him. Peterson, Nagy, uh uh, Andy. I mean, they they love this guy. The one guy that didn't get along with him that now it's kind of a red flag is like Fisher. And I don't know if he didn't get along with him. It just – he got hurt and they overpaid. It was just a bad deal. Right. But I – one of the most – would you say, I mean, really one of the most unique stories we've ever seen. Third-round pick. I can't get over it, John. Has this great little run with Chip where it goes, God, Chip might have something in this. He doesn't need a running quarterback. Then Chip was like, fuck it, I don't want this guy. I'll go for Bradford. Bradford is not the player of Foles. But he is kind of accurate, and if you watch the right game, you're like, God, you might have something in Bradford. But then always his knee tears. And then, then Foles goes to L.A., or I guess at the time St. Louis, and it was a disaster. Thinks about quitting. Andy convinces him to come back and just sets him on a path to where he, two years later, is a Super Bowl MVP
2: uh john terrell suggs a cardinal do you know can you name the mvp terrell suggs rookie year
0: mvp in the nfl yeah yeah. uh i'll give you a hint i I think you'll get it if i give you the hint paid manning and steve McNair.
2: yeah the rookie of the year that year was
0: anquan bolden Well, you know that the Ravens had a draft where in the first round they were able to get Suggs and Kyle Bowler? What year was that, 07 or 05? No, 03. He was drafted in 2003.
2: Anquan Bolden was the rookie of the year on offense. Terrell Suggs was the rookie of the year on defense. The defensive player of the year was Ray Lewis. And the rushing leader was Jamal Lewis.
0: DJ told a good story. He was on the Rosilla podcast. Good year for the Ravens. And he was... uh, he was the guy that year in charge of taking guys' weight every morning at breakfast, and guys would weigh in. He's like, you got to weigh in, Daniel's you got to weigh Daniel's in. Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah, and he said that Ray Lewis and Jamal Lewis would not break stride, and they would just say out loud 245 and keep walking, and he said, I just write it down every time. I never tell them to get on the scale. <laughs> He's like, what do they want me to do? <laughs> you get over here, Ray.
2: Jamal, don't yeah. you walk away from me.
0: It shows you, though, that in a draft where Kyle Bowler and Suggs You know, one guy was a big-time bust, and the other guy is a future Hall of Famer. And that's probably the, you know, the support of Gruden having all these picks. It's not necessarily about having one high pick. It's about having a lot of swings. Now, you can – when you swing a lot and you miss, like we've seen the Browns do it before, you can look bad. But when you just hit one Suggs, people forget about Bowler after like five years, right? The key is to get one guy – like that's – he, he, that's an outlier career. Really, 2003? How old is he? How many years has he been in the league? Seventeen? He is. Uh, where's his age? I mean, his career ever gonna end? He can't be 2003. He's 36. I guess he probably came in when he was like 21. He's played in 18 playoff games. Do you know what I think? One knock on him was I think he ran slow. Because that hurt him. This will be his 17th year, I think. Do you have his draft pick? Like what pick he was? Ten. So he still went pretty high.
2: So maybe it didn't hurt him that much. Carson, Charles Rogers, Andre Johnson, Dwayne Robertson, defensive tackle. Terrence Newman, Jonathan Sullivan, defensive tackle. Byron Leftwich, who's a coach. Jordan Gross, Kevin Williams, Terrell Suggs.
0: Who's the best player out of that top ten? Yeah. I'd have to go with Suggs. Yeah. I just got a picture on my timeline. Someone's like, the Steelers are really worried about free agency. And it's like seven of their coaches and Kevin Colbert with uh, Clint Hurdle down in Tampa all wearing Pittsburgh hats just at spring training, like on the field. Someone's like, are you guys working? Like, What are you guys doing? (laughs) It's always good to catch up. Today, GM Kevin Colbert, Coach Tomlin, and his crew for a visit all in Florida. What are they doing in Florida? Meeting with free agents, maybe? A lot of guys
2: live down there. Maybe. Um, CJ Mosley to the Jets. They were going to get Anthony Barr, but then Anthony Barr changed his mind, apparently, and is going back to the Vikings for $33 million guaranteed. CJ Mosley, 51 guaranteed. Um, I, you know, here's the other one. You texted me this one. I didn't know this one. When, I mean, you texted it. You broke the news to me. Uh, but the Tyron Matthew to the Chiefs. That's probably the that might be my other favorite free agency headline in all this.
0: I love that move. That's I would have rather had Honey Badger and I think we talked about it last week than Earl. It's clear so would they. I like, guess Earl Thomas getting three years forty two million dollars? Doesn't sure not. sure doesn't feel like it. Who would you rather have? A guy's twenty six or twenty nine? A guy that's always a team captain or a guy that always kind of feels a little ornery? Like I You think Earl, flipping the bird at your Earl, own coach People would laugh, like, middle guy, you really think anyone cares? I mean, it doesn't help, right? No. Like, uh, I didn't see Honey Badger flipping people off when he got hurt or felt like he got cut. Like, he always – I followed Honey Badger on Twitter for a long time. Guy, he's one of my favorite people in the league, and it it helps him out. People want to be around that guy. Do people want to be around Earl Thomas? Like, he's just – he's just a little – I don't know. Of all those guys, you know who it feels like is the easiest one to be around. It turns out in that group was was uh, Richard. Like Richard's actually the most kind of normal. I mean, he not
2: really... if you're Russell, maybe not. But
0: but is do people like being around Russell?
2: It's a good question.
0: But I, no, I hear what you're saying. Like, Russell doesn't like Richard, but everyone else always likes Richard. Like he's boys yeah. with everyone. when I
2: mean, we watch him interactive practice, that's not the whole story. But I mean. Engaged. It's pretty, it's pretty
0: clear people just kind of gravitate towards. Respect,
2: for sure, too, right? It's not just a like yeah, of guy. Res- respected.
0: I do think Earl has that type of respect, but not with the people that matter, the people doing the hiring. Is he going to get hired? I mean, he's going to get a job, but... But for a know, number he's we, happy with. Is this like this? Are we at, like, Sunday? And he's like, what's going on with Earl Thomas? Yeah, Recording And he ends up signing Tuesday. a one-year, $6 million deal? Gosh, could you, I mean, that be I, I think eye-opening. The, yeah, you got to be careful when you're freaking out about money. I, I, some of these guys live in La La Land. You know, if you're Kevin Durant or you're Russell Wilson or you're the stars of the game.
2: Antonio Brown? Could,
0: yeah, Antonio Brown. Like, Earl, You're in like your fourth contract and you've had two broken legs. And people in the league didn't think you were moving around that well. And he'd be like, well, i got three picks in four games. Well, yeah, you're smarter than most people. Like, you're going to get picks, but I don't think you're a $12 million player. Because I think a lot of these guys, like, I think Earl has offers. I think Lebion has offers. But in their mind, they go, I'm a $15 million player. And, again, they just equate that by what the top guy makes. Right. And when they get an offer of, like, okay, we're going to give you an average of, like, $9 million a year. If you do the equivalent to, like, me, you, or someone listening, that would be, like, you think you're a hundred and fifty thousand dollar year employee, and someone to offer you, you know, eighty eight. like, what? And the guy who's it's making just... one fifty, you know it, and you think you're better than. Yeah, and because you your receipts say you are. Ex- you you know you've been better. Right. Like you're like that guy, but the league would say, yeah, I think this guy's gonna play better moving forward, or they might just be wrong on him. Whatever that. I do get where some of the, like if you're Earl Thomas, like fuck you, I ain't playing for $8 million a year. I I wonder if Earl is,
2: does he start thinking, is it worth it for me to play on a one-year deal, bet on myself type, and then go get paid?
0: But that's what he was just doing. Well, I know, but then he he got hurt. Is he going to have a big multi-year deal?
2: Well, well, I don't know. But the other thing is like, is he going to be in the physical condition that betting that doing the one year makes sense? It well, might you, not be. You, do you notice what happened?
0: That a week ago, it was like, you know, Earl Tom is gonna be one of the, the first players signed. And that's what most I I probably would agree. To. I'm like, oh, Earl Tom is gonna come off the board fast. And then by like middle of the day yesterday, when it was clear, like, ah, where's Earl's name? Where's Earl's name? It's like he'll play for two for thirty. So now we realize like no one's giving me a long-term deal. I'll shorten that thing up, right? But you still get 15 million a year. Like, Earl, that doesn't really work like that. I'll give you a two-year deal for like twelve. <laughs> You know, and maybe I'll guarantee the whole thing, but you're not getting two for thirty. He moved the goalpost by kind of putting that out there, or his agent did, because I think they realize like, fuck, how am I? I've been telling this guy, and saying with on is that in their own mind, they have this number. And again, it's not, it's not even about the millions, even though it is. It's just about like the number relative to your peers. And you're like, I'm gonna make six million dollars less than Todd Gurley makes. He makes fifteen. You're gonna pay me nine. I just held out for a year. Like, that's the craziest one. If Levion ends up signing for, like, eight or nine a year, an all time, an all time. Un- unlike state. baseball, the longer this goes, usually the less the numbers go. Be- right? Yeah. If, we're, if we're Friday or Saturday, you're not, oh my God, Levion just got 18 a year. Like, that's not the way this thing works. Th- those deals happened on Monday, guy.
2: Right. Because by then, maybe Mark Ingram has signed
0: with somebody. Yeah, and just most teams now, I think, that are pretty well put together, have certain guys isolated. They go all in, and then they're open to other guys, but they're not meeting their demands. Then now you're on their time. The the teams have the leverage, the longest thing goes. Right. You go, you want a job or not? Because we'll just we'll fucking play Raheem Mozart or Philip Lindsay or whoever. It's, it, it, Earl's got more leverage than Le'Veon. Like, Le'Veon, you play running back. Golden Tate was a guy that I thought was going to get huge money, and some time in Philly, you know, he's just... Yeah. Doesn't look like it.
2: I know. I, I had him targeted.
0: Me too, until I saw him play in Philly, and then I kind of moved off. Give me that one catch in the was that the Bears game. Yeah, he, I, he had the you know this thing called a game winning catch to help them make the next round. That's right. That's what that was. Like you go Barry Zito on that one. The whole trade was worth it just on that catch alone for a playoff victory. Yeah, if you're an Eagles fan. Yeah, what they one give up for him? Victory is worth a lot. A third. It's a lot, but
2: yeah, I think it's worth it. Worth it. He wasn't cheap. You guys have a chance to win the Super Bowl.
0: I, yeah, I also think if you're Howie, you go, we pivoted so fast. Like, yeah, we lost a third, but then I got Deshaun for so cheap, it kind of all evened out, right? The other thing,
2: you know, you, you know, like there are some GMs, when they give up that third, you're never quite sure. He's in the category, guys, just because he traded a third doesn't mean he's not going to have a third. Now, in this case, you know, he might not. But my point is just he, pivoting is kind of the name of the game with him. Uh, all right, you want to go to uh, Trent Brown? Just, this was one wherever that, you want. This was one. I mean, if I told you two years ago Trent Brown highest paid offensive lineman ever by annual annual value four for sixty six with thirty six point seven
0: five guaranteed. So it was like sixteen a year. Yep. Here's my thing with that. Belichick gets a pass. Got him for pretty cheap. Used him to win a Super Bowl. Got and him then, and uh, a fifth for a third. Yes. And then it's going to get a third back with a competitive story pick. Right. There's either going to there's going to be a winner, and there's going to be a loser in this. I don't think there's going to be any in between. The Niners thought that he was not worth the contract that I think two years ago they knew maybe it wasn't going to be this level. But it was pretty clear when Vaughn Miller in 2017 was calling him the best right tackle in football. I remember you and I went on like a Facebook Live with Mayoko it was like, this guy is a $30 million guarantee guy. Th- this was two years ago, just when it was like he was starting right tackle, so hard to find tackles. Von Miller, I don't think, was just blowing in a blow. Him. He's like, this guy really good. Joe Staley, I think, went on and said, this guy has all the talent in the world to be the best left tackle ever. You see him, He's a, he looks like a bear, right? His arms are huge. He's, th- he's a good athlete for his size. I mean, he's a freak. He's a really good player. The Niners thought, that when they paid him, or if they did pay him this type of money, he would go the wrong way. So they sold. Right. And the Raiders think that he can maintain the level of play that they just bought. That I, I don't blame them. Like that's what he costs, right? That's to me the money wasn't that weird for him because can't you see multiple teams wanting this player? He's a really good tackle. Yeah. You can play both spots. That's 35 million easy. And what do you get? You said 36 guaranteed. 66 overall.
2: Yeah, thirty-six, seven, five. It's almost thirty-seven. So,
0: so a lot of money. So either Druden's going to look smart or dumb, or the Niners are going to look smart or dumb. Because the Niners, they drafted McGlinchey, but if this guy is a let's say a three-time Pro Bowler for the Raiders the next five years, you could have used that pick on someone else and just kept him and paid him because you, they still have a ton of money. They don't got anyone to pay. As you've seen with free agents, there aren't that many guys to pay. So You didn't have to do that now. If he falls off a cliff, you go, they 100% made the right pick and Gruden was an idiot and shouldn't have signed him. Right?
2: Yeah, you know, and John, the other other element or the other option for the Niners would have been to keep him for a year.
0: Bill already just won, right? Literally, the Super Bowl with him.
2: (laughs) The other option for the Niners would have been keep him for a year, evaluate him for another year, right? Because it's rare that you get to evaluate a free agent and then you still get to decide if you want to pay him. If not, you still get the third, as it turns out, maybe you didn't go in knowing this, but you get the third round, you still would have gotten that third round pick. You could have let him walk right now, just like build it if you didn't want him, ended up with the third, or you could have had the next year and got, oh my God, you know what? He is showing us he's the player that we think he could be. We do want to pay this guy. Um, and
0: look, even if you had
2: drafted McGlinchey.
0: I, see, I, I don't think when you know a guy's potential is to make big cash, most teams don't like going into that last limbo year. They either extend them or they get rid of them. Unless they're like, happy to let them walk, like Bill. I get it. I'm just saying, like Bill ended up with the third. Yeah, the I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying that that wasn't an option. But to me, they're you're the Bills in that position. The Niners aren't. You got to make a decision, and they made one. And again, to me, McGlinchey's success. He's our McGlinchey's gonna be good. He is good, but he's kind of irrelevant. To me, it's just if Trent Brown's good, they fucked up. And if he's not, then Gruden fucked up. It's to me pretty black and white. Yeah, the interesting part, and you said it—they it, didn't, they wouldn't have misevaluated the player.
2: It, didn't, it seemed like everyone knew he was like they were open to the fact that he was going to be good and was going to get paid. Yeah, maybe they were just worried that the best he would ever be is what he is well, in the year in which he's well. About to I, get a contract. No, I,
0: I, I think the knock on him and just people on other teams in the NFL would be text lazy and not that big of a grinder. Well, what but, does forty million do to you? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is like they would have felt, maybe they felt like whatever
2: we're about to get from them this year in this year to evaluate them in our own building is not actually what you'd get from them once you pay them. But if you get it, then the Raiders just help Derek. I mean, you would trade Trent Brown at his money for Assembly at his money if Trent Brown is the player that he was for the Patriots last year.
0: Want that to me? If Trent Brown is good, he's worth every penny to the Raiders. Did you know every... that the Raiders traded for Antonio Brown? John, are you aware of this? I am. Like, do you all... know this real quick about <laughs> because we just talked about it so much, and he's just he's he's hilarious. I mean, Trent, I like Antonio Brown. Do you know the one sleeper part about Trent Brown too, guy? Huh? He's twenty five years old. Wow. He's just about to turn twenty six, so he's not like some old like he's. He's got four or five prime years. Like he's you could get young. full
2: contract. Like He could make $66 million out of this deal.
0: I like signing, and the Raiders did this a couple years ago with Rodney Hudson. Right. Now, Rodney, right. there were no knocks on Rodney. No, but Rodney it was just... Was a high-character badass. Like, the Chiefs couldn't pay him. Yeah, they just couldn't have any money, and the Raiders just made him the highest-paid center. But to me, if this would have been this year with more teams with money, Rodney Hudson would have been a guy everyone wanted. But Trent is a guy like... How many teams with money were like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, right? Like Chris Ballard. I, I, I don't even know if they need a tackle, but he's just, he's a risk.
2: Well, it, it goes to show, like, if Colton Miller can be good, then the Raiders kind of resetting the offensive line on the fly would actually be a pretty impressive job of doing it. Now, they, they got to get Colton Miller there. But if they flip this, like, really good, but expensive and getting older offensive line, in a year in which the staff is new, if they pull that off in a year and a half, that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Well, you can do it on the fly if you get two starters. Boom, boom, right? Like Colton Miller's starter, he already is. Trent Brown. Like the Niners kind of did it. Western Ritzbury get a center, and you draft McGlinchey. But the thing is, back to McGlinchey, you wouldn't have to have McGlinchey because you already had this guy. Right Now, again, Belichick would say, the moment you know, you just you got to get value because you know you're not going to pay him. You're an idiot to hold on, unless it's a unique situation like the quarterback. But a position player, like Belichick would say they did the right thing because he literally just did it with this guy. Yeah, Bill, now, also, right, now Bill Rennie, also had a left yeah, tackle on IR. Yeah, who he drafted, I think, 23rd overall. So it made it a little easier. But this guy was still his starting right tackle at the beginning of the season. And once that guy tore his Achilles, he just bumped him to the left. That, that, to me, makes this guy really valuable. Yeah. He's, like, he can play left and right tackle. Remember, it was a big deal when Donald Penn moved over. It was a big deal when Jason Peters got hurt and they were going to move Lane Johnson over. Like, most guys just do one or the other. And now you can make so much money playing right tackle. Lane Johnson's highest-paid guy on the right side. Mitchell Swartz, just full-time right tackles. It's fine. This guy literally can be your left tackle on a Super Bowl team with Tom Brady as your quarterback. Or just be a really solid right tackle. He can do either one. That's honestly, guy, if this had no character concerns, I would say he's vastly underpaid. He should be like a $55 million guaranteed guy. If you said Trent Brown was wired like Joe Staley or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, it's rare that a guy who's young and is about to get paid isn't kept by a team who has a ton of cap space, like the 49ers.
0: So, because yeah. if Belichick, I think, thought he had like a gem here. Don't you think he keeps them? I mean, you would think,
2: but I never 36 know. 36
0: guaranteed isn't that much for a tackle guy. Yeah, I. you would think. I would think. If If Tyron Smith in his prime or Jason Peters in his prime or Joe Staley in his prime, like the best a pro bowl left tackle hit free agency, with all this money you're seeing, how much does that guy get? See, uh, 50, $80 million? Yeah. 65. I don't know. I mean, just a Joe Thomas, you know, uh, Anthony right. Munoz. just a, a a Hall of Fame. <laughs> Anthony Munoz guy. gets 1.2 million over three mm-hmm. years. <laughs> Seriously though, guy, yeah, they never do. And again, this guy's number is lower than it should be because a lot of teams are, even the Raiders. This guy's value is pretty crazy when you think of on the field. But this would you agree if he kicks ass for Gruden? Bad look for for John and Kyle. No doubt. Gruden could make him look bad. Who are
2: you betting on? I'm Honestly, man, I'm kind of betting on Trent Brown. Like, I would... I think I would consider signing Now, I I don't know everything the Niners know, but given what... And here's the other thing. with When a guy's been a Patriot, you think, like, that's probably the ceiling, right? What you do with well, the Patriots is probably... They get the most... They tend to get the most out of guys. Yeah. Um, but...
0: I mean, well, I look at his worthwhile... track record last year. Malcolm Butler, Dion Lewis, Nate Solder, all weren't as good.
2: Yeah, I know. That's why I'm re- I'm kind of rethinking this. I think it's a worthwhile risk, but I don't know that I sitting here betting on it working. But I understand why
0: the Raiders did it. Yeah, I think here's the here's the nervous part. If you're the Niners, he might just be so talented that if even if he's kind of lazy, he's going to be a fringe. Yeah, even if
2: right. Even if he's not an all pro, he is a starting
0: left, like a really good high end star. The Raiders aren't
2: gonna feel like they're flushing money down the drain.
0: Yeah, and whether he starts at right, if Colton got hurt, he can bump to left, or whether he starts at left and something like he can he can just do a lot of shit that most guys don't have in the bag. Yeah. So there is a chance, just on God given talents, at least for the next couple years, he could be pretty good. I think because there gonna... were not the guy there were questions when they signed kalechi the whole league could have had Kolice. They're like, you know, is he really that big of a bad? Well, those first couple years, Kolice got paid and was like out for blood. I it was like,
2: damn. All right, I'm putting it down. I think Trent Brown. I think it's. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good for
0: the I Patriots. think it's gonna be hard for him to suck. You know, for the for, and that's what the Niners need. Now, the one curveball in this is Tom Cable, the worst offensive line coach right now in the NFL. Twitter says yes. Well, if you just look at it, the last several years, every guy you messed with. So it's like one like, thing, this like line okay, was see, like a dominant
2: line, to your – like yeah, you know, all and then kind of quits
0: on him, yeah, and then Gabe's like, what's up with Gabe? And Colton Miller looks horrendous, and you know, was, I don't know. I I was talking to would, somebody about this the other day. I would not James. bet on Tom Cable.
2: I was I was talking to somebody about this. It's a great call. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but we were talking about quarterbacks, and this guy playing the league. And his point was like, you know, people always want to figure out like why was a guy so good, and then he fell off a cliff. And he's like, people don't understand how critical the situations are. Like, when you look at one guy, he's good somewhere, and then he's bad somewhere, he's bad somewhere, and then he's good somewhere. The situation is so critical. So let's say what you just described happens. Like, Trent Brown doesn't play well this year. Maybe it's – I'm not even sure that that would be him. Like, everyone would assume he just must have gotten paid and got lazy. But that's not – like you're saying, that's not necessarily true. I don't know. I hope that's not what happens. But I don't – like, there's other considerations here, because I know I, I, this Raiders offensive line was
0: good, and I didn't think they were gu- they were too old yet, either. To, to, to me, ready. to me, I, I think sometimes lazy is... I, I, I hate this term when people are like, that's a lazy narrative! But sometimes just using the word lazy can be a lazy, just an easy thing for yeah, people to say. Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. more also with players. Like, he might still work hard or whatever, but it's like, really, are you going to push through, you know, in a game where you're kind of losing? Are you going to battle like you would when you go... Every piece of film matters because I want to get that money. Like, do you just still have the same oomph to you? And people in the league would tell you I didn't break down his film every game. Watch him a lot with the 49ers. That his playing personality can be kind of hit or miss. Now, he's huge. So, as Lewis said, Lewis Riddick once told me, bigger people are just inherently lazier in the sense that they get tired faster. So, it's like, oh my God. That defensive tackle is not chasing every ball down. Well, no shit. He's 320 pounds. It's fucking October 1st in Tampa. It's hot as shit. He's tired, you know? Yeah, Deshaun can smoke weed all all summer long, show up for gassers, and pass it running backwards. So, yeah, you know, certain guys have more energy and stamina than others. Trent Brown weighs like 340 pounds. Now, I think the question would be it's hard for that guy as you get older, and I can relate to this, your metabolism slows, your body changes, you just got to work a little harder. That's where I think a lot of players that quote-unquote get paid, get nailed because when you're 24, 25, you your work ethic, you might just be so god your god-given talents. Right. You don't have to crush in the weight room. Like you don't Deshaun, have to eat you don't have to eat as well either. No, I think Deshaun is probably an example of like There is a chance maybe he's just still going on this God-given thing of just speed. But I would imagine he had to work a little differently as he's got 30, 31, 32, you'd think. Uh, But as an offensive lineman, I remember Brent Selleck telling me, like, his diet completely changed from, like, 28 to 29. Because, like, I I, would have been out of the league. And a guy like Trent Brown, bigger people are also – their metabolisms are naturally going to slow down. And just basic things, injuries – Your body doesn't work as fast just because you got more. It's why so many centers, right, in basketball, they fall off quicker. You're just – you got to be cognizant of that, and that's why a lot – like Joe Thomas, all these guys were hard workers. It doesn't – you got to be somewhat of a worker at offensive line. And I would say, like, Joe Thomas, Joe probably got really lucky.
2: No one ever rolled up on – Joe never broke an ankle. Like, no one ever rolled up on him. No one ever fell into his knee.
0: Well, I'd say there's a huge element of luck with an April for sure. Uh, but I'm just saying the things that you can't control. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like extra stretching, whatever it takes. Like is this guy – and I don't blame humans sometimes. It's, it's it's human nature, I think, once you achieve something so great and achieving a a contract of that level is – I he wouldn't be the first by any means. He definitely won't be the last maybe to take his foot off the pedal a little bit. Uh, speaking of injuries, John, Quan Alexander,
2: coming off an ACL, signed a four-year, $54 million contract with the 49ers, $13.5 million per. Five-minute scouting report on Quan, go. Mo, uh, uh, $13.5 per, most, the highest among uh, inside linebackers, 27 guaranteed, but then after that, C.J. Mosley signed 51 guaranteed. Uh, heart and soul of the uh, Bucks say the said one player I was reading something Matt Barrows wrote about after uh, Quan Alexander ACL so we got Quan Alexander ACL Jimmy G ACL uh Jerk McKinnon ACL uh this guy did go to LSU Milkoff. I was like that but he was a fourth rounder in 2015 uh youth 24 he'll turn 25 before the season
0: so that's their guy that's their that's the Ruben Foster replacement yeah I mean they paid him a lot of money guy uh, someone tweeted at me, I think his cap hits bigger than Luke Keekley this year. Uh... Luke's
2: underpaid, Middlecoff.
0: I, everyone's like, what do you think, Middlecoff? You were quick to crush the Raiders, you got no takes on Quan." I'm like, yeah, I don't really know that much about Quan. I, so I text around, and I got some text like, uh, you like Quan?" question, answer. And people are like, you're just a homer. No, these I just asked, you like Quan? that's my question. Very explosive, fun to watch. Playweight was down this year around 220, so he's a smaller guy. Did tear his ACL. Uh, I got another one for you. I said, Quan Alexander, good, question mark. Yeah, he's super explosive, more athletic than instinctive, has playmaking ability. So this guy's a run-and-hit, fly-around guy. It's a PFF. He led the league in missed tackles over the last four years. To me, the question, like Trent Brown, one thing I like in free agency, get a guy that's like 24, 25 years old. Because why? That means they usually came out, especially SEC guys. Trent Brown, Florida, Kwan, uh, LSU. SEC guys, they come out of school when they're like 20, 21. I'm not getting a guy when he's 23, 24 years old. So when they hit free agency, they're relatively young. Now, I I, I do think we naturally overlook, like, ACL. When someone says the word Tommy John, everyone goes, ooh, right? But when you say ACL, people are like, what the fuck is it, What's in ACL anymore? Six months? But yeah, for Adrian Peterson, some guys, it takes him like two years. You know, and I, I think everyone, this guy tore his ACL this year or, you know, 2000 last October fall. October 21st. So so late October. So, I mean, that was close to November 1st. Do the math. Like, is this guy ready week one in the NFL? Well, I don't know if he's ready. There's no way. Is he 100%? Is he the
2: guy so, Well, signed? someone
0: tweeted, said he's such, a, and this is the positives I got. I said, what's up with, like, his character? And he said his football characters love football. People are tweeting at me on his Instagram or his Twitter. He's already squatting. Like, he's a hard worker when it all comes right. to football. And that's where I think the football character, like, there are questions with Trent Brown. Some guys aren't any questions. Like, no people worry about football stuff with this guy. Like, he misses tackles. But no one worries about, like, his effort and his, like, his ability. Like, he's in the he's, he's a early, stay-late guy. Like, all that shit, it's easy to see why Kyle Shanahan and these guys loved him. Now is he? To me, the questions are: Is he really healthy? And what percentage is he start the season? Because you need this guy. Like this guy is Ruben Foster now, right? This guy's got to play.
2: Yeah, I do. Like we always talked about Reuben's youth. So that this we talked about pivoting earlier. This is pivoting to another young, talented linebacker.
0: I think David Lombardi had a tweet yesterday. that This guy's younger than Ruben
2: Foster. How old's Ruben? This guy's 24 right now. He'll be 25 this off season. What's Ruben? Uh,
0: what's this guy's date? Uh, I don't have the date. Reuben Foster is going to turn 25 in a month. What's the date on him? April 4th, 94.
2: April 4th, and Quan Alexander is August 3rd.
0: So he is younger. Four or five months younger. That's pretty nuts. How does that make sense?
1: It happens like that
0: sometimes. Well, because Reuben wasn't an underclassman. He was a senior. And I think... How was Reuben a senior? Because he had some neck injuries. He came back. Yeah, well, well, he's just, but he's a four year senior. He didn't redshirt, so it wasn't. It's not that crazy. Still, though, I'm just when you say Ruben Foster, like that guy I, had to be a three year guy. Re, Unless when you're, you read, I, I just go to Ruben's page. I go regarded as the number one inside linebacker of his class. Like usually, that guy goes to Alabama and plays right away. He's a three year guy. I also think he was behind Reggie Ragland, C.J. Mosley, like just part of playing at Alabama sometimes you know yeah you're in the starting five for the fucking Detroit Tigers in 2011 you're not going to be the one or you're not going to be the two and you might not be the three yeah it's just nature of the beast
2: uh by the way one other thing on the Niners middle cough, and just NFL so you're telling me that Brown's offer for Odell Beckham Jr. was number 17 uh a second and Ike Diago from Arizona State the basketball player uh what's the guy's name Agba. Agba. uh so number 17 a second Agba. what does it take for the Niners to top that Odell offer and would they want to like because we were debating could you still get the Giants six if you gave up number two and I still think you could but you'd have to then it would become one of the quote-unquote two firsts like you're not getting him for a first and a second but I don't know if we thought you were anyway obviously they're throwing in a guy so if you're the Giants would you take 17 a 2 and Agba or a a pick swap 2 and 6 next year's 1 and a second from the Niners
0: that's tough I I think one thing we got to pump the brakes on is the pick swap I, I don't really think that's an option anymore guy not with teams just offering you straight up like their first and second round picks Do you? Like a pick in the teens or the early 20s? Yeah, I think it's an option if
2: you're throwing in next year's first.
0: So I give you a pick swap and next year's one and that's it? No, and a two. So I give you, I get to keep six, I get Odell, and I give you my first next year? Correct. And a second. So I give you
2: two twos or just this year's two? No, this year's two. Sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. A swap next year's one and this year's two. It's a lot. It is, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, we're not talking about, like, do it or not. I'm just saying, I think that's a better offer
0: than 17 a second. Would you rather, what, what offer would you rather have here, the Giants? Flip flop, my second, and next year's one. Yeah, I'd rather have the two or just, and next year's or, or, one. Or just pick two. Oh, or just pick two? So you get and two and my six. six. Yeah, I'd rather have that. You'd rather just have two straight up than all these other offers.
2: Yeah, because I think if I'm if I'm getting your one next year, I don't know if that's going to be better than six.
0: Well, think about this. I don't have the chart in front of me, but 17 and their second-round pick do not equal two, right? right I can right. just yeah. know that off yeah. top of yes, my head. The, you're right. The Niners could get them, Odell, for number two,
2: I think, right?
0: I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. I I, I don't think there would be that much backlash. Because at the end of the day, you got Odell Beckham Jr. And you get a second-round pick. And you get to keep your next year's one. I don't think it's that crazy. Because, again, all you're betting on is Bosa, 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 Bosa. Well, even if Bosa's really good, as long as Odell's Odell, you're in the clear. Right. I I do that, guy. I, I've come to grips with trade two. Just trade two for Odell. Because the the other gets a little tricky. And it's like if things go off the rails and what if next year – You know, you see some teams I that –
2: I'd feel so much better about it if he just played, like, every game.
0: <laughs> if he played every game, I wouldn't even hesitate, John. Right now, Gettleman calls. You, you're John Lynch. We'll do the deal right now. Odell Beckham for two. I, I got uh, I got 30 seconds. I got 10 seconds. Nine. Eight. That, my, my owner says it's now or never. Seven. Six. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would do it. I, because I'm, I'm just – you know I
2: started picturing when you started counting down? You know, your life flashes before your eyes when they pull out the – the six, the, the 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 six shooter John, and you're playing uh, Russian roulette. I just started I, picturing Joey Bosa on the field at Levi Stadium next year, versus this is why you don't let us owners get involved. Versus uh, Odell running through the tunnel, and I'm just like, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo. How am I? Hel- I've got a franchise quarterback. I just paid him. How am I helping him? What am I doing for
0: him, guy? Today. When Coward's going over the show, it's I, I sat like kind of on the side. I, I wasn't going to say – it's not my place to say anything. But everyone's giving takes, and I'm just used to giving takes. So every once in a while, a take would just come flowing out. I'm like, God, I'm probably, these guys are looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Luckily, I know a couple of them, but – You know the important ones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Colin said, he's like, what do you think? So I, I felt better. But again, like I did come in a, unannounced a couple of times out of just habit. Like, I got takes. I'm thinking – that we're throwing it around because someone's like picks get traded for players all the time. And that's true. When's the last time a top-five pick straight up got traded for a veteran? Like, late first round, it would be borderline unheard of in the modern-day football. Now, it might have happened back, you know, the uh, Earl Campbell, uh, Herschel Walker. Like, that shit was more normal the last 20 years. When's a top-five pick straight up for a player guy on the draft day or before the draft? Like, that is— You will not be able to think of it. You get some t- picks in maybe the teens, but a number two? I think you'd be hard-pressed to find that for the last, like, 30 years. Yeah, I, nothing comes to mind. Would you trade number two overall straight up? Like, how many players in the league would you do it for? Like Khalil, Aaron Donald? Non, yeah, like non-quarterbacks. Would you do it for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. I would. Yes. Saquon Barkley, if you're the Niners, <laughs> I mean, you know, see, I, I don't think you
2: would. Uh, yeah, I, because I, I, he's a great player, and they're going It's gonna, probably going to work out for them,
0: but I wouldn't have taken him last year where they took. Would him. Would you do it straight up for Mike Evans? So you got to think about it.
2: Uh, I would. Uh, I might consider it. How old is? I like.
0: Mike? My, I like Mike Evans. He's like 26. Yeah, I probably would. I think he's going to age pretty well. But again, I mean, we're talking about a list guy of. Yeah, he'll be 26 in August. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a list of probably 10 players on there. Like, the, And there's three or four no-brainers to me. Aaron, Donald, Khalil, Mack are the no-brainers. Then I think every player after that you consider, and Odell's on that list. Like, would you rather have – if I said you get DeAndre or Odell if you're them, who would you rather have? Uh, DeAndre. Because you just check his resume and go, he plays? Yeah. And he feels just kind of easy to deal with, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I like him. I like Nook. Uh. But, He's just a playmaker. but
2: the other thing that makes it a little unique versus like Khalil or Aaron Donald is when you evaluate those guys against this draft, you might say, and I don't, but you could look at it and go, I think Joey Bosa is going to be almost as good as Khalil Mack. Oh, Whereas, yeah, exa-
0: exactly. So to me, it'd only be offensive guys. Where are you like,
2: finding a superstar? Are you finding? So Mike superstar Evans, superstar DeAndre
0: lineup? Hopkins and Odell, there's like a list of three guys that are in their mid twenties. Is that you probably do all three? How would you rate in... those three? If you had to rank them, would Odell be last?
2: Well, I mean,
0: he does bring star power and he's yeah, like, I, my buddies me... in the league think he's a star, think when he's on the field, he is as dominant as anyone. Yeah. Keyword on the field. On the field. I don't I don't know if the other guys miss that many games. Now, if you look at like obviously Mike Evans is a fucking power forward and DeAndre is just a well put together guy. You know, Odell's a little more speed, but god, he's just so fun. I know. Like his They would they sell a lot of Odell jerseys. Can yes. you I mean that that jersey would be everywhere in the Bay Area. Yeah.
2: Think Wait, how many years, San What Francisco. number does
0: uh, DeAndre Hopkins wear? The Same number I think, right? What? E12. What's Odell 13? Yeah, which is Mike Mike Evans is
2: 13. That's what I'm asking. Does Hopkins wear 13?
0: Or is he wear 12? Why are all these
2: guys Now when you see a receiver in 80 82
0: it's kind of weird. What's what's Amari's number in Dallas? Terrible. Oh, he's ten. Nineteen. Yeah, Amari changed that. DeAndre
2: Hopkins is ten. I mean, call me
0: call me old school, but like my Randy Moss is Michael Irvins, Jerry Rice is like I, I just like a mid eighties number. And I mean, can you, you around, just wear baby. fucking 84? 80, I like A B, eighty four. Yeah. New age. John. Calvin Johnson eighty one. Just what's uh he is is uh our guy from Fresno State? Devontae's 17, I think. Yeah, he's one of those, too. What, what's up with all these guys? I don't know. It's a new trend? Yeah. Because Amari did it at... No, he wore 89, I guess, with the Raiders. Which I didn't totally... I don't really like 89 for a wide receiver. That's he, a did tech, he wore 9 in college? Yeah. So it must be something with the number 9.
2: Uh, All right, speaking of 10... 10 speaking of 10, number 10. 10 a.m. tomorrow, set your DVRs or watch it live. The Herd, maybe it'll be 10-15. Maybe it'll be 10 and 10-15. Who knows? Maybe it'll hang. Good thing I got time on my hands. John Middlecoff on the herd. Watch it, DVR it, whatever you got to do.
0: I got takes. I When I saw that they – when I was coming down here, I'm like, they just put together this new television show uh, to rival college game day. It's like Reggie Bush, Matt Liner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Rich when they do that, you know, early. the guy's in town and they just have them on the shows, right? They're signing the deals and they're – I'm like, well – there is a chance that i have been such a dick to this guy over the years on social media that I'm be sitting in a room with Urban Meyer. And I've been I've been calling him front. I mean I can't despise him, but like do I go, you know Urban, I've been a dick or do you just act like nothing happened? I kind of prepared that in my mind like what do you do if you're sitting in a room with a guy? Right. Cuz you're going to end up talking to him. My thought is does that guy want
2: or care for your explanation that you've been a dick on Twitter?
0: Yeah, or does he go, I'm Irvin Meyer, I've won four national championships, and I'm worth $80 million. I don't give a shit. I don't even know why you're here. Why Colin even likes you, you idiot. (laughs) Because if he said that, I'd go, yeah, you got a point. But I did think you faked a heart attack. Uh, (laughs) All right, on that note. It's actually, you know, your guy, Brady Quinn, you thought would do it. to me, Brady Quinn, I, I like Liner. I, I mean, Urban's so famous. And, and Reggie's Reggie. Liner's so cool. – I I mean, look, they're – They've got identi- a pretty good crew.
2: They've obviously identified Brady. I was saying I thought he
0: could do a good Monday Night Football. But they are identifying
2: Brady as a centerpiece as they should. He's one of the best there is.
0: Well, Reggie was laughing that the Bush push, that famous game, I mean, three of the four guys on the panel are, were in that game. Yeah, it's incredible. He's – I mean, Brady's just – was him and Joe Davis? Would you say Joe Davis on the high end of play by play looks pretty good looking play by play guy? Yeah, very chiseled. Yeah, Brady takes, he's like a, on a different, like Brady's like Hollywood. Like as, this case.
2: As somebody described to me last year after they uh, saw Brady in person for the first time, if humankind was on the verge of extinction and you could only pick one male and one female to save the race, you would pick Brady Quinn as the male. Is he married? Yeah. His wife, uh. uh oh, Bobby Ale- Carpenter's sister, huh? Uh. Alicia Sacramento.
0: Oh, great, Bobby the, Carpenter the married his sister. Maybe. I knew he was related to the guy that played Ohio State.
2: No, not Bobby, not Bobby
0: Carpenter. Uh. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk's sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was close. Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, you know, you see guys like Brady Quinn and Jesse Palmer or whatever, you'd be like, yeah, their NFL career wasn't ideal, but I, I think their fucking life's been okay. I think they're fine. Just fine. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not spending too many nights uh, at home alone with an iPad and pouring it up. You know, then, there's, they
2: just... then there's the grinders, John.
0: Yeah. Blue collar. Blue collar livers.
2: Okay, adios. Later. Promo
0: code HAM and HAM1 at mybookie.ag, guys. That's guy. right.
2: HAM1mybookie.ag. HAM at ease.com.
0: Who do you like to win the Pac-12 tourney?
2: Washington UCLA? or
0: Arizona State. No got you a
2: maybe i might take a sleeper two seed
0: who's the one seed washington yeah i look up today the one thing you got to be careful about the first day of all these conference tourneys i see it's notre dame versus georgia tech and it was 13 versus 15 i'm like god this is a damn good game <laughs> and then you see their records both of them are under 500 it's the 13th seed versus the 15th seed you're like oh this is terrible if your tournament's got a 15 seed maybe you could shave a few off how many teams are in the acc 16 Yeah. Hoops? Big turn. I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. Well, in that conference, it's cool because it's like when yeah. Notre Dame's your 15th seed, you're like, they had a terrible, they, bro, they were like 13 and 19. I'm like, what happened to Mike Bray this year? I don't know. You can you can only siphon in so many 6'6 six, six white guys that can shoot. You know, you're
1: going to have a couple down years. <laughs> all right. Adios. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.